Hello, beautiful people. This is Intentional Healing, and I am Nicole Bridger. It is such an honor to be with you today. This is our first show. Um, you know, the show I did before this was basically just introducing myself. So now we get to actually start to get into the work. Um, today, I just want to start with the basics. The basics on healing belief systems. You know, what are those? And how do we start healing them? So before we begin, I just want to ask you to take a deep breath and just be here. Whatever busy day you have calling you, allow it to be there. It'll still be there when we're done. And just be here for the next little while. So healing belief systems. You're going to hear me talking about this a lot. So let's, people always ask, but what is that? So basically a belief system is just a thought that you've had over and over and over that you have created a belief. And this belief you feel is so true in your entire being that you almost can't imagine it to not be true. So let's first start with thoughts and what's going on in your brain. So the brain, as soon as you're born, you start to create neural pathways, which are thoughts. There's a part of your brain in the back here called the amygdala, which is responsible for fight or flight and also memory. So basically it's trying to keep you alive all the time. When you have a thought as a child, so let's say I touch the fire, it's hot. Don't touch the fire. It's not safe. That's the same function in your brain as I shared my feelings with someone I trust. They shamed me or felt, made me feel something that I don't like. It's not safe for me to share with someone I trust. Now you will continue to have these thoughts. And what's interesting is that in the world of energy, and everything's energy, okay, like this table, my body, the cells in my body, even thoughts. The rule about energy, or one of the universal laws, is that like draws like. So whatever thoughts you're having, you are going to be drawing in more of that experience. And so then, by having that thought, it's validated. And you continue to have experiences that continue to validate it. So then, yes, of course it's true. This part of... The brain, uh, the amygdala, it triggers the same. So when you are triggered 
by something unsafe like the fire, its response is exactly the same as the trigger of not safe to be who I am. By the time you're seven years old, most of your neural pathways have been formed. Yes, later on in life, uh, there can be a shift. You can have a traumatic experience, a near-death experience. Um, these kinds of things can alter your neural pathways, your thoughts. But the incredible thing about the brain is that it is able to change. It just requires focus and intention. So what we do with this work is we start to look at the thoughts in our subconscious mind that we are having around all the different areas in our life and how they are creating the life that we're living. So now let's take a minute and talk about what's happening with your spirit. And please use any word that works for you there, soul, true self, gut feeling, divine self. Don't get hung up on the words. It's about the feelings. So your spirit self, your true self, knows the truth of who you are. This idea that our true essence is pure love. And I'm not talking about romantic love. I'm talking about this universal energy that surrounds us, that connects us, that is us. So we basically have two voices going on all the time. We have the voice of the mind and we have the voice of the spirit. And any time in our lives that we are feeling disharmony, dis-ease, dissatisfaction, it's because these two voices aren't saying the same thing. So what your soul knows to be true, your mind is saying something different and how your spirit talks to you and gets your attention around this misalignment is first through creating feelings and emotions in your body. Eventually, if you don't pay attention, it may turn into physical pain, chronic pain, dis-ease, maybe a huge uh, unexpected life-altering experience, something that eventually gets our attention to start looking inward. So the basic, basic first step of this work is to just start creating an awareness around your mind's voice and your spirit's voice. We have really revered the brain to be the leader of the ship, and it's just not true. The point of the brain, I believe, is actually to focus our attention inward to our true self. But uh, many of us right now in society, and it's celebrated in society, is to use the brain as this kind of answer to everything. There's nothing it can't figure out. But then you get to a point where you say, well, why am I still unhappy? I've done all the things I was supposed to do, and I, yet I still don't feel a deep satisfaction 
that I know deep down is possible. So as you start to create some awareness between your mind's voice and your spirit's voice, the, the first thing to understand is that when we are triggered with something, okay, like especially uh, something old like uh, parents, our relationship with our parents, um, you know that sometimes something will happen and you feel like you're way back to being a kid again and your reaction to it was really uncalled for. Um, that is because that's the part of your brain, the amygdala, feeling that there's a trigger, a fight-or-flight response, and it stores memory. So really, you are going back to that point of trauma when you formed that first belief. And this is all in your sympathetic nervous system. There is no controlling this. This is your body just in survival. So how we start to shift this is we just take a deep breath when we notice our body about to react. You take a deep breath and you slow down your response. And how you do that is by being curious. Oh, that thing is really pissing me off. That's interesting. I wonder why. Wow, this is really making me angry. Huh, interesting. What are the thoughts that I'm having around this that are making me feel so angry? You just want to start getting curious. You want to start creating space around your response. You may not only just need a deep breath, but you may even need to remove yourself from the situation and calm yourself down. And as you practice this, okay, because what is happening here is that you are learning how to break thought momentum. So let's talk about thought momentum for a second. You know that feeling when something triggers you, you have a thought around it, well, that's not fair. Well, if they're getting it, then why can't I? Oh, I always get the short end of the stick, and you just spiral down. Thought, 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 thought. It's like a very well-oiled machine. You have been training in this neuropathway your whole life. So yes, it's very easy to slip into these old patterns of thought. It's habitual. And what you want to do is to start breaking that thought momentum before it takes such a deep dive. And how you do that, again, deep breath. Curious, huh? That's interesting. Interesting that I'm having this response. Hmm. And you start to just get really general. When we make it really specific, the circumstance specific to us, I can't believe he's doing that to me, I, 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 and it just dives us down. If you can take a step back and just get a little bit more general. Well, a lot of people experience this. A lot of people are able to overcome this. 
and you just create some space. That's honestly just where I want you to begin for this next week, is starting to practice what it feels like to slow down your response, to create some space between your mind's voice and your spirit's voice. And what I'd like to leave you with is how to start listening to your spirit voice. Step number one is just feeling. You want to get into your body, get out of your head. The fastest way to get into your body is to close your eyes, deep breath, and ask yourself, where do I feel this emotion? Where in my body am I feeling this? Does it have a color, a texture? What is it saying? And just start to get into your body. Start listening, because how your spirit is communicating to you is through these feelings. And as you start to listen, you will be able to hear more. Another great tool is, of course, meditation. And I know a lot of people have a lot of beliefs around meditation right away. It's not for me. I've tried it, and it's really tough. Uh, some people have a practice. But check in to the feelings and the thoughts, even if you do have a practice. I have to meditate every day at this time for this long. You know, is the feeling from a place of love? and being, or is the feeling and thoughts from a place of fear and restriction? Meditation for me is just a way to practice quieting the mind and listening to your soul. And as you practice this and you start to really use the brain as a tool rather than the captain of the ship, you start to really enjoy spending a bit of time with your true self. It starts to feel really enjoyable, and you look forward to this time together. So if you decide to do a guided meditation or one on your own or um, wherever you're at with that is the perfect place, I encourage you to start bringing this sense around it, around an enjoyment, and just spending time with your divine self. And I think now um, for our first class, like today is really just what are the basics around healing belief systems around your mind voice and your spirit voice, and how to begin listening to your spirit voice. I hope you really enjoy practicing this awareness over the next week, and that you join me uh, for the following week as we continue down this journey. Thank you so much for being with me. This is Intentional Healing, and I'm Nicole Bridger. Take care. Mm -hmm.